Hello, I'm Eric Leal. And I'm Haley Noel Cummings Leal. And this is Leals on Reels. Since this is our first official episode of 2019, I figure we can take a little bit of time to talk about ourselves and our company. All right, so uh, we run a production company uh, called Elio Productions. What we do is we make short films for ourselves and others that are that are potentially wanting to take their stories and build on it and put it into a film format or video format. Um, so that's that's what we we mainly do. We we cover pretty much everything from pre-production to production to post-production. And um, we're hoping to get into features at some point. Yeah, we are. We'd love to get into a feature out there. We might even be working on one now. Who knows? Well, you have well, to wait well, and find out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's something everybody else has to uh, wait on, I guess. Okay, so in the time since we filmed our experimental Halloween podcast, we have a little bit of news to give to everyone. Our latest short film, Return to Sender, was accepted into the Bridge Slaughter Horror Film Festival in Bridgewater, Somerset, England. It's going to make its world premiere there on February 15th, that weekend of... Yeah, world premiere. I know, I've never had my work shown across the pond before. Across the pond. (laughs) I feel so official. Very exciting. Yeah, like so we'll be able to bring you additional updates about the festival as it happens. You can find those on our, our Elo Productions Facebook. So that should be some pretty exciting stuff. It's coming up pretty soon, so look out for it. So alright, let's go on and talk talk about some movies here. Okay, so we were lucky enough to catch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in theaters. It's been out for a couple of months at this point. I think it came out in December. Yeah, back yeah. in the summer. I think just before Christmas, I want to say. A week yeah, I, before. Think, I think just before Christmas. We were so lucky that we caught it because we absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was it was wonderful for them. And I was like, we need to watch this in the theater. We just like, hey, let's go see if it's still around. Luckily enough, there it was. Yeah. So. Really well animated film. Very... Very beautiful, very like experimental. I haven't seen anything animated like that in a very long time, if ever. Yeah, I have to say because when, when 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 the movie first started, it it didn't feel like an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Like like the one thing that really got me was like the camera work being done in the film felt like your traditional camera work is being done in an actual live film. Mm-hmm. So and, and it was like it, that's what it felt like to me. Like it didn't feel like an animated movie, but I knew it was. But it didn't feel like it. It felt like you know, like people were actually out on set filming mm-hmm. this thing. It was the weirdest, like feeling, like thinking about that when I first saw it. Yeah, so, I'd probably have to watch it again in order to pick up on some of the camera angles that they went with because I was just so enamored by the actual style of it that I didn't even notice things like that. Yeah, and I, th- I think that they did a really good job with making it look like a comic book. Yeah. So that was the other, like, positive for me, that it felt like, you know, I was reading a comic book, but live action in your mm-hmm. face. It's really interesting. Yeah, and they do a couple other things that are really fun that make you feel like you're, like, actually watching a comic book in, like, play out visually. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I thought it was it was really creatively done. There were a couple of things, since I'm not used to seeing it visually like that, that kind of got me in a weird way. Like, um, they do depth of field type stuff by making things... Almost like double, like a 3D effect. Like if you had 3D, you're watching a 3D movie yeah, and you take the glasses off, yeah. it's got that doubling, sometimes I think even more, doubling, tripling, and quadrupling it felt very, effect. Lots of layers. I like that though. Yeah, I know, I just, because I have my own issues with actually seeing 3D movies, I think that that's what threw me off because it yeah, reminded could, me of that. I, I could see, I could see where you're, you're coming from with that one. Yeah, but I thought it, was, it was. It was really well done though. Yeah, I thought it visually, um, it did its job. I think it was very impactful. And I think it, it came across the way they wanted it to mm-hmm. you know um it was a little jarring i have to agree yeah but, but over time it like yeah, it just it, really flows together yeah, yeah the first couple of times i saw it i was like whoa like mm-hmm. i thought my eyes and then eventually i was like oh okay that and that, that kind of goes back to what i was saying about how they're filming mm-hmm. it feels like they're filming it like practically with actual cameras but i know that you know it's all animated mm-hmm so yeah another thing i really want to point out is i really liked the story because in terms of layers because like visually there's a lot of layers but Mm -hmm. story-wise there's all a whole bunch of layers too but i liked that it always came back around to being the story of miles morales yes yes yeah like no matter how many characters there are and how many characters from the different spider verses that come into play everything always comes back to miles came back to miles and it's all about miles and his growth and yeah so it never felt like too all over the place story-wise yeah i agree i have to agree with you on that one Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was there's there's so many opportunities where the story could have gone off the rails but i was very glad to see that i didn't think it did Mm -hmm. it still felt very contained yeah um it yeah no i i I agree it 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 never i never got bored Mm -hmm. like there was always something going on and it's like you know it starts off well i don't want to spoil anything but yeah we won't go into any plot details but you know it it, it's about miles right Mm -hmm. well actually not really i mean it talks about peter parker at first right but then we get into Miles' story, and it kind of like intertwines with Peter's, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just goes from there. But f- from that point on, it just kept going and going, and an introduction of newer characters, and then eventually, you know, to the whole point of the whole movie, what mm-hmm. what's happening and what needs to get done, right? And 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 um, Miles Morales' growth as a kid mm-hmm. to becoming Spider Man. Right, and there was a lot of hurdles he had to he had to come across and take care of. So, yeah, and like you were saying that you never got bored, and that was something that I was definitely worried about when I saw how long it was. Because for an animated film, it's almost a two-hour runtime. It's an hour fifty-six minutes. I didn't even realize how long it was. I was just so into it. Yeah, I was really worried that it was going to be too long when I went into it. But then watching it, it doesn't feel like two hours. Yeah, I wanted more. Yeah, there's so much going on. I was actually really sad to see it end. Yeah, I really wanted more, but I mean, I, you know, there has to be an ending, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, that it was it was a good runtime. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, like I said. I didn't even know it was two hours. Yeah. Like, like that was, it was really nice. Yeah. Very nice pacing. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, it was really good. I mean, it was very enjoyable. It was entertaining. It was fast paced. Slowed down in some parts, but they were, they were, they were meant to slow down at those mm-hmm. parts for specific Emotional reasons. Effect. Yeah. Yes. And then it picks up again and, and you're back in the real roller coaster ride of a film. And yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's a wonderful, 
wonderful animated film. Yeah. I can't and wait I, for it to... I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love the character of Miles. Like, he was so likable from the start. He was. He <laughs> like, was. Especially he's so, the, so real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of saw, saw myself as him when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know? Like... In, in in his bedroom, just doing his thing, singing, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, just you know, kind of brought back memories for me. Yeah, it's so. very very likable character, very enjoyable film, the pacing, the animation style, it's all really great. I think. Yes. Like I I personally haven't run into anybody who hasn't liked it if they've had the chance to see the film. Yeah, most people that I've talked to, they're, they're they didn't really give any details. They're mm-hmm. kind of just like you just need to watch it. Yeah, like there that, was, that's kind of how it, I feel about it too. Like yeah. you just need to experience it. Yeah, you just need, you just need to watch it. I mean, yeah. if you can still catch it in theaters now, go for it. If not, I'm I'm sure it's going to be coming out pretty soon on, on you know on media. Soon enough, yeah. But definitely give it a shot because it's it is probably one of the best films I've seen in 2018. Yeah, with Oscar season coming up, I hope it gets a couple nods. Well, that would be nice. We saw it in 2019, but it was a 2018 film. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it should be in there. Yeah, it should compared be in there. to some of the other animated films I saw last year, <laughs> I definitely think it's up there. So should I, be. I hope it gets some respect. Yeah. Now, what was what was the budget of this film? I, I remember people oh, saying I, some stuff about the budget of this thing. Yeah, I've seen quite a bit that it was a very expensive film to animate, and that's completely understandable considering all the different animation styles that go into it. Because, with, first of all, we talked about all the different layers, and so, you know, everybody had to have, like, there's a bunch of different people doing each layer. But then when the characters from the different universes come in, some of them are in a completely different animated style. Yeah. So you had people coming in to do that sort of thing too. Let's see. It look okay. So it looks looking like it's right around ninety million. Yeah, based off of the Wikipedia page, I'd say the budget was about ninety million. Wow. And do, do we know how much is it's made since? Let's see. That same Wikipedia page is saying the box office has been three hundred and twenty-five million. That's, wow, that is amazing. That's good to see. And it I'm glad it's itself. getting its money back. Yeah, yeah it's, it was a good film. I would, you know, if I had a chance to watch it in the theaters again, I would go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't do that too often to go watch a movie twice. Yeah, or three times, if that. Um, yeah, excellent. Yeah, according to the these box office results, it says as of January twenty first, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse has grossed one hundred sixty point eight million in the United States and Canada, and one hundred sixty four million in other territories. Wow! So that's that's pretty good. That is. I'm glad to hear that. That's a major success right there. Yeah. So let's talk about the cast a little bit here. Oh yes, the yeah. cast. There's so many big names in that that I wasn't expecting to see. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, who do you want to start off with? Oh. I guess we'll start off with Miles Morales here. Yeah. I mean, he is the main character of the movie, mm-hmm. so. Like, I've never heard of, it was Shamik Moore? Yeah, I've I've never heard of him personally, but he was great. Absolutely. Yeah. He was, yeah, spot on on, on, the, on the animation to audio uh, ADR there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Very personable, I think. Yeah. Now, looking at the picture I'm seeing here right now... He, I thought I didn't think he was he's this uh old as far as like uh, you know yeah, thought, he, pl- he plays a teenager really yeah. well very convincingly I thought, <laughs> I thought they actually had a teenager play Morales' part but he looks like he's at least 25 26 years old 
Ooh, somewhere around there. Yeah, and then you, when you get into the other other Spider Verses, you bring in Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was man. an interesting one when you were like. Yeah, I was in the theater, and I was like, that's Nick Cage. <laughs> I was like, is it? And then and maybe about halfway through, and he started talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. <laughs> no doubt about it. Not going to tell you who it is. Yeah, but you'll know. You'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you know Nick Cage, you'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, pretty big, great cast all around. Um, I definitely liked all the alternate universe stuff. That's something right up our alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love the whole alternate universe deal. So, mm-hmm. Par- probably part of the reason why we liked it so much. Yeah, very true. <laughs> it's just there's so many ways you can go. Mm-hmm. You could just also so many ways you can break it at the same time. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, they didn't break it in this film. Yeah, I, I think I, they did, did pretty a well good with job it. with it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was great. Yeah, so definitely, if you get a chance to see Into the Spider-Verse in theaters before it's gone, I would take it. Um, I was so immersed in it on the big screen that, like, everything else just kind of melted away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, were, you, you get sucked into the film that much mm-hmm. that you don't realize anything else, Ryan. You're, you're like, part of it. Like, I was fully immersed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the word I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. is fully immersed. He's, movie stars, you're just, like, drawn in, and you're, like almost like sucked in it and you're in his universe watching like behind him the whole time that's what it felt like for me yeah like we were there yeah like we were there and <laughs> everything else is happening around me in the theater or the, you know we had we had some kids that were kind of a little louder on the left side of us but i didn't even realize they were there yeah once the movie started so yeah i was into it i was fully into it same here so switching gears a little bit, we saw another superhero yes. film in theaters recently. Yes, um, Aquaman. Aquaman. So here's another, you know, superhero movie that you know I was a little worried about um, it being a DC film. Um, and Aquaman is probably like out of the DC universe is probably one of my favorite characters. You know, yeah. growing up and reading the comics, so I was really, really worried about how this film was going to turn out because of DC's. Yeah, DC they haven't movies. had a good track record with you. Track record, yeah. For me, it's been, it's been a lot of lows. You yeah. know, ever since the um, like Men of Steel days. I mean, I was okay with Men of Steel, but mm-hmm. kind of like everything after that that came after was kind of like. Eh. I enjoyed Wonder uh, Woman. Wonder Woman was great. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. I will give it that. That that was that was a nice break from the the normal stuff that was happening with the DC mm-hmm. movie. So, but but yeah, Aquaman. We went and uh, decided to go see that too while it was still out in theaters. Yes, I knew I had to see that one because I love Jason Momoa and I also love James Wan. He's one of my favorite directors at the time <laughs> and, right now. <laughs> and that I think was one of the saving graces for me that coming. Oh, he's going to direct this. Cool. I, not sure how he would do in action films, but at least well, I know... he did Furious 7. Oh, he did do that. That's right. He did do I, I Furious forget. 7, and we enjoyed I, that. I enjoyed that one. Okay, yeah. So, well, that totally skipped my mind. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm knowing James Bond, I just... I was, you know, he's a horror director, right? Yes. So that's what I know Hence him. That's why I like him. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> but that was, you know, I was a little skeptical, but having the name behind it... I was like, okay, it he, this might be a saving grace, and I'm you know I'm glad he did because f- overall, the movie I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Aquaman. Yeah, like um, I I would say it's 
it's not like a masterpiece film. Like it's it's not going to go up for any like story themed Oscars anytime soon or anything like that. But it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was really fun, and that's really all I can ask for. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was a fun movie, and all the those things with DC movies that I don't really care for. Yeah, my issues with away. DC films so far have been that they've always felt really heavy and weighted down. And that that could be a visual thing. Well, for me, it's a visual thing. Yeah. For sure. Well, aside from the story, but the visual of it looking fake and just dark muddy. and muddy. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it just disconnects me from the film. Like, you have a shot that's, like, normal shot like you would any other film. And then introduce this artificial background, like, almost like bad compositing but i know it was it was meant to be that way that we mm-hmm. did they decided to do it it just doesn't come across it just disconnects me from the movie like it just feels like they're trying to transition from real life film to like almost failed animation and they mix the two in between it just doesn't work for me it disconnects me from the movie because it bothers me that much yeah. visually and you mentioned so, to me that Aquaman isn't entirely immune from that. No, it's not. It, yeah. it still has those problems. But the pro, you know, the pros versus the cons of the movie is like the movie is fun, and I think they limited the amount of visual, like that DC visual look to the movie. And I'm glad they did. It's still there, but I think they limited it enough that I was able to kind of forego it and forget it because. The fun part of the movies, you know, Jason Momoa being Aquaman himself, too, because I love the guy. I've been watching him since, like, Stargate days. Stargate Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. I might say. I'm sorry. Let me... Stargate Atlantis. Atlantis. He's been with Atlantis for years. Forever. (laughs) But, you know, I'm a big fan of his, and I think just the combination of Juan's direction, his storytelling, Jason Momoa's charm. Right? And... The how fun the movie is, like those little DC like looks just kind of went away in my head. I just went, I just enjoyed the movie, mm-hmm. so you know. And one woman had the same kind of thing, it was you know, it was it was it was a fun, engaging story. Mm-hmm. And the DC parts that I don't like, the looks of it kind of just went away, mm-hmm. so and definitely Aquaman follows that trend and, and carries it even further, I think, because it kind of... To me, it looks like they limited a little bit of it. So I don't know what that entailed. Maybe Juan was fighting the producers. Like, I don't I, know. We don't know exactly yeah. where that that yeah. particular stylized look is coming exactly. from. Is it a producer thing? Like, do they want that? Is that, like, a common theme that's coming from the very first film? Yeah, it could be contractual released? by some other company that who does that stuff, and they have, they're contractually... Have to do, yeah, yeah. They have to put it in uh, somewhere, somehow. Something, yeah. But, yeah, because Wonder Woman had it specifically toward the end. I think is when it came into play. Yeah, in a couple other areas. Yeah, I but I only really noticed it. Like same with Aquaman. I only really noticed it. Yeah. Like in like the final battle toward the end. Like, yeah. is this where we have to take the contractually obligated scene? They were scattered all over. I, you know, like in Aquaman, you had it in the beginning where the you know the where the lighthouse and. And the ocean, mm-hmm. right? That felt really, really fake to me, but whatever. And then you, there were a couple other areas like um, that had it not, not in the main action scenes, like when they were like in that island or, or that town. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that was fine. When they had fabulous locations yeah. to use, they used yeah, them. Yeah, but then those little little scenes that just like involved a f- couple of people here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it was done in a set, but they introduced that, and it's just like, oh, you guys could have done it so much better. Yeah. But it was sparse enough, I think, in Aquaman that you know. It didn't, you know. It definitely, like you said, the, the ending scene—it <laughs> was all over oh, that yeah. one. Like that's but, that's where it's the most prevalent, I think. But it was fun. I forgot all about it because there was ever, so much stuff going on mm-hmm. with the story and and you know what was happening in, in in the situation. But yeah, to me, that's like the biggest thing complaint I have about DC films. Mm-hmm. Really, it, it, it's not just Aquaman. It's it's all other DC films. You know, starting I want to say from like. Men of Steel, I think, is when they started really using or that utilizing that. was so long that. ago, I have a hard time remembering that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but this one has a pretty good cast, too. you got Jason Momoa, as yes. we mentioned several times. Amber um, Heard Amber is reprising Heard. her role as Mira, I think. Mira, yeah. Saying, yeah. Um, we got Patrick Wilson, who's returning. He always <laughs> works with James Wan. I have my issues there. Like, uh, I like Patrick Wilson. I think he's a good actor. He didn't fit the role, I don't think. I don't think he fit that character's role. He I just, just have a hard time seeing him as a bad guy. Well, I remember when they first showed him, you when just he, lost When they it. first showed him, I started laughing because yeah. I thought his hair was funny. <laughs> it was, it, it, he looked funny. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I think part of that, again, has to do with the background, too. Right? I think that has a lot to do with because it just felt out of place for me. Yeah, I just I had a hard time seeing him as the bad guy. Yeah. Like I know James Wan considers him like his rabbit's foot, his lucky charm. Cause they, He's a good they, actor. Yeah, they've worked together like yeah. five times and all of them have been hit films. So I can see why James Wan wanted to include him in this one. Yeah. No, I this yeah. is I don't think he was right for the role. Yeah. I, I just, you know, but that's just me. He did his best with it. I think I just I brought my own baggage into it. <laughs> And I had a hard time seeing him as yeah, a bad you know, guy. I, I probably did too. I just, I in my head, I guess I typecasted him. Yeah. Right. So, no fault of his own, or James or anybody, or even the casting. It's just my personal opinion. I just don't think he fit that role for me. I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. Uh, there were a couple other people there. Um, yeah, Nicole Kidman, Willem Nicole, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. That was a surprise. You were surprised by Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that was him until after the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you. You were like Dolph Lundgren. I was like, yeah. Didn't you see him? I was like, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then the yeah. And I think about it for a second. I was like, oh, he played that character. Mm-hmm. Wow, did not even realize that. If you, if his name didn't show up in the credits, you would never, never would have known. Nope. Nope. I've been like, oh, Ivan Drago. No, was that his name? Ivan Drago, right? In in Rocky. No, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Anyway, <laughs> but I just I still see him as that character. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I did not see him in Aquaman at all. It's because like, he had red hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, he looked good. I have to tell you that yeah. he looked good. For yeah, on the topic of the film being fun. Like, don't go into it think like expecting a masterpiece, like I mentioned. Like, there's some definitely, like, corny, cheesy lines of dialogue <laughs> that Momoa works his best with, and he manages to muster through it with charm, but... He's Momoa. Come on. Yeah. He's Jason Momoa. Yeah, and there's, like, some action sequences that are just, like, really just fun to watch. The action sequences I thought were pretty good. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. I, I, it was... It was uh 
It was done well. Mm-hmm. It was done well. Like, I really didn't have any other complaints other than the look again. It's mm-hmm. just, that's the biggest problem for me is just that visual look other than the story. Story still has plays a big role in a lot of the DC films I've seen that I did not like. Mm-hmm. But coupled with the visual issues that I'm having with it, it just does not make it a good film for me. Yeah. You know, if the story was good, it was decent, and it carried along, the visual issues I have can, you know, like this one, I kind of just forgot about it. I knew they were there, but I didn't care because I was enjoying myself watching the film. Mm-hmm. You know? I will say there was one character that I wish they had used more than they did. I know who you're going with here. Yeah. Um, there is a character introduced in this film, and when he's introduced, it's like there's a good dilemma with Aquaman himself, and it's a good story set up for him to become the villain. Mm-hmm. But then I thought he was severely underutilized throughout yeah. the rest of it. Like, he kind of disappears and then Comes reappears all of a sudden, and then he disappears, disappears again. Yeah. And then they bring him back in, like, a mid credit scene. Yeah, which is like... It kind of didn't really need it. Like he was, he didn't play enough of a role, I think, to have that. Yeah, but, but I, I think they're, I know they're, they're setting they're up for setting him up next for, like, one. The sequel yeah. to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just wish that he had been utilized more in I, the film because they had a very interesting dynamic. I agree, and it's a lot of that happened in the beginning because that whole beginning scene with. I thought was wonderful. Yeah. Like it, it really like showed the character and why he why he's doing what he's hell doing. bent yeah. on doing what he's doing. You yeah, know? it's like everything made sense. And then when they had when they had him disappear after the big city fight, it was like, what happened? Yeah, where would he go? Is There's this, no answers yeah. of what happened. And then they bring him back in a mid credit scene. Like I remember distinctly when we were in the theater, there was somebody who was like, oh. That's where he went. <laughs> and it was like, I'm sure that's not the reaction we wanted with that reintroduction. Yeah. yeah. I, I am looking forward to the sequel whenever that comes out. Yeah. Like, hopefully we get a little bit more characterization with that villain because I think it would be pretty good. I will definitely go watch the sequel when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, DC, you've kind of got me back a little bit here. Continue that. Yes, continue that. You know, you, you start off the, the positive trend with Wonder Woman and that was excellent that was mm-hmm. a wonderful film now he's tracking it pretty good with uh, aquaman and i hope you guys continue to go in this direction and please fix some of the visual issues i mean or I keep it at a minimum <laughs> but at, at least the story please give us good stories and at least tell it well yeah do solid self-contained oh. solo movies i think that's the way that you should be going yes um, and not the route that they tried earlier, previously, too. Yeah, because I do think they're trying a little bit too hard to go the route that Marvel did. Yeah, they're not. They're no Marvel, though. But really, what did DC do solo movie-wise before they started doing the group movies? Batman's mainly... I know, but Batman, like, he wasn't an established part of this DC extended universe no, not, that they're trying to do. No, not the old Batmans, but, like... They like started really, it off, was it just Man of Steel? Man of Steel started this whole and then like, they universe. went into a group one. But it was Man of Steel, yeah. They went to a group and then one. Batman then Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Is that? Do I have the correct timeline there? Well, because it was yeah, um, Man of Steel, I believe. Yeah, Man of Steel, and then they had like, am um, I actually forgetting one? There, there's the one with a bunch of villains that were oh Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. 
there was that one, uh, and then they had Batman versus Superman. Because I don't think there was an actual Batman film in this new universe. No, because then all of a sudden they cast Ben Affleck as Batman, yeah. and that was in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and then and then Wonder Woman came out. Well, because I because what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that they're neglecting that before the Avengers came out. Marvel put out a solo movie for every single one of their characters. Yeah. So that we could get to know them as a character yeah. and actually care about them. But I think DC has suffered from skipping those steps if they're trying to create a, a universe, universe like yeah. that, too. Because yeah. they only did the Superman solo film and then they did Superman, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. That's true. And they st- immediately started putting in all these other characters that we didn't know yet. Yeah, so actually, yeah, Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman are the three actually only... They're the only solo movies we've movies. gotten so far. Batman's kind of just been here and there. They just shove them in because yeah. they assume everybody knows Batman, but we don't know this Batman. Nobody knows this Batman, really. Yeah, and I think that that might be an issue. Yeah, could be. Yeah, like I, I hear they're making a Flash solo film. Okay, well, that hopefully that does... And I know they're making Wonder Woman too, so we yeah. are getting some more characterization. And I think that they might be heading into the route of just doing solo films, but I don't know. I guess we'll see what they plan what they're planning on doing in the near future here. I don't know. It's it's almost like they tried skipping a bunch of steps and getting to where Marvel was, but with Avengers. Yeah, yeah. but they forgot the groundwork. They didn't lay the groundwork first. They just assumed that the history of the characters would suffice. Yeah, I don't think it's working out that way for them. So, Yeah, so hopefully yeah. they take a hint from the movies that have done well, and they take that moving forward. Keep going forward, yeah. Because I would like to see good movies from them. I don't hate them. I just want them to do better. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Hey, you know, Superman's one of my favorite characters growing up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Aquaman is one of the other DC characters I really, really enjoy from the comics. And... and you know, Wonder Woman. I grew up, you know, with my my dad watching it on mm-hmm. the, on TV. So I know I know who she was. You know, leading up to this point. So, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they just continue the trend and keep doing better and keep this up. That's all we can ask for. I'm hoping. Yeah. All right, so thank you for joining us for our first podcast where we talked about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Aquaman. And if you would like more information, you can go ahead to our website, elealproductions.com, or search us on Facebook. Yeah, and next time we'll be talking about some Netflix releases that we watched recently, Bird Box and Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah, that'll be an interesting episode. That should be interesting, so... So join us again next time. Join us again next time and thank you again for listening to us. My name is Eric and I'm Haley and we are Leels on Reels. On Reels.